0: The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential. Through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories, we create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm Joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose, or maybe you know it, but you just can't find the path toward it. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love, then we need to talk. I'm Colleen Greco, and I'm your joyologist. I help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life, through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching. Whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at the Colleen Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to this episode of Joy Unleashed. I'm your joyologist and host of the show, Colleen Greco, and today I have a super fun guest, no pressure on her. Her name is Sammy Greenfield, and I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's bring her in. Hey, Sammy, how are you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. Oh my gosh. So obviously it's just around Christmas time. This is going to air a little bit after, but um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Same to you.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) And uh, today in Boston, it is a balmy like 25, 30 degrees. So, you know, I have
1: like my snowsuit on, so I'm feeling good. (laughs) It's better than the deluge of, you know, falling debris and rain that we had the other day. I'll take, I'll take cold.
0: Yeah, there's some crazy stories that came out. Oh yeah, we'll have to rehash those yeah. in a little bit. But for the the viewers that have so graciously tuned in today, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um my name is Sammy Greenfield and I have um over the last couple of years, specifically, got really into a journaling practice, which turned into um, a way of me flipping my pancake every day. Kind of taking a bad mood and changing it. I found that if I wrote about it, specifically you know, wrote moments of joy each day, that that would change my mindset. And the more, once I started sharing those entries, it turned into a column in our newspaper, which is the Wicked Local Wicked. Uh, Town crier, and then it turned into me putting all those essays together into a book, which I published in May, called "Bury Me in My Bathing Suit."
0: I love it. Okay, so you have you call them joy bursts, right? Yes, you're like your tidbits of of joy. So maybe you can kind of tell us where did that come from? Um, and I I think there's a A tur, no, an owl.
1: Yes, there's an owl. So okay, there's an owl as part of the story. So definitely tell us about the owl. Yes. So burst came from, you know, as a working mom, I felt like when I started getting together, specifically with my friends from college, you know, when, when people would ask me, you know, how are you? I kind of launched into a lot of complaining just naturally, like, oh, I'm venting, you know, this exhausting, especially when you have teenagers and you're working. It's not that easy. Um, And when I could hear myself, I actually realized, well, this isn't really how I want to be every day. So I actually said to two of my friends, Lauren and Bryson, I want to challenge myself and I'm going to have you guys hold me accountable every day. I just want to find one thing that makes me smile. And will you guys do this with me? And they were great sports. And so. Um, You know, and it started out being things like I stayed in my pajamas, you know, and just spent the morning like drinking coffee on a Saturday and not rushing out the door. And when we started texting each other, the fun thing about that is... um, If I sent a message to them, the ones that they came back would then inspire me to do the same. For example, you know, my friend Bryson might say I went on a long walk, you know, instead of going to an exercise class and it felt so great to walk. Um, Or, you know, Lauren might have said I take I took a hot bath the next day. I would be like, oh, I should take a hot. Yeah, that's a good idea. So we started doing that and um, it was great because we did it for probably two to three months. And it really became a habit. And we also realized how when you're looking for a little burst of joy, you literally find yourself finding more of them and paying more attention to things that make you happy versus the things that are making you miserable. And I'm not saying that those things don't still happen. It's just a matter of, okay, you know, I might have had a bunch of things that were miserable, but let's focus on, you know, the one thing that was great. Um, And so then I started kind of expanding and um posting them on social media with a hashtag joyburst and same thing like i would there's a time that i'm laughed i literally can laugh about it because i was walking like across the parking lot to go to the grocery store and i would like a woman from my town would yell out i went skiing with my son today Joyburst. you know people were it just really became contagious so that was happening right before the world shut down with the pandemic and so, you know, we're all home and I, that's definitely when I was really ramping up sharing these moments of joy. And um, during that time, we had an owl fall in the um, out of his nest in between our house and our elderly neighbor, Dale's house. And my husband and Dale built a nest for the baby owl put the baby owl back in his own nest. And they built this nest. I had taken an antique drawer from my mom's house and thought I was gonna make it into like, I saw on Pinterest, I could make it into a serving tray. I was gonna, I had big plans for fire (laughs) and s'mores. And instead the drawer turned into a nest for this baby owl. And my husband put a camera on the baby owl's nest um, because locally we had Tufts Veterinary and Drumlin Farm come out and they both said, you can't just like transplant an owl. It doesn't just happen that easily. You can't feed it, you can't do anything. And you, know, you have to just hope that the parents will come back. And we put a camera on the nest and the parents would come back in the middle of the night and feed the owl. And so again, I started taking this footage and we would text our my in-laws or we would text my mother, or we would text my sisters. And the more everyone would get really excited, like, so what did the owl do last night? And so then I, I put it on social media <laughs> and it really caught on. And it was during that time when everyone was so just distraught and miserable that a lot of people would get on in the morning and say, if I can just go to Facebook and see this little baby owl being fed by its mom. And the, the footage was pretty graphic. So um, so that actually lasted until WBZ actually came out and they did a story on the owl. We named her Olivia. <laughs> um, and she just brought so much joy to so many people. I mean, there were there were times like my mother went to a bereavement group. They were showing the owl. My sister-in-law was like at the nurse's station of the hospital she works at. They would show the owl. so the owl footage just became really um, contagious, which was fun. I so I write it. about all of those stories in my book, which, you know, they were just moments of joy during awful times.
0: A hundred percent. So uh, I did share offline for everybody uh, watching. I've already titled S- Sammy's second book, which is bury me in my bathrobe because what brings me joy is my husband bought me an UG bathrobe, which I was oh, like, this is way too nice of a bathrobe to actually wear, but it's the warmest thing. And I uh, literally, after I'm done recording with you, the sweater is probably going to come off and the bathrobe will go on because it just I love to be wrapped up in something warm, have like my neck covered. It's, oh, it's amazing. Awesome. And the saddest moments are when I actually have to wash it because <laughs> I can't wear it. The other night he was like, well, what about this other bathrobe? I was like, it's okay. Like, it's not the same. Don't no. ever say that again. <laughs> right. it's,
1: like, it's like the adult version of a blankie.
0: Yeah. And it was like the nicest gift he's
1: ever given. See, that's awesome. So I have a friend, Christine, who she, um, her favorite sweatpants that she changes into, she calls her casket pants. Cause she's like, they are the pants I just want to be buried in. They are the yeah. pants that I just, um, and it's funny since writing this book, I, whenever I'm at bookstores or talking about the book, people come up to me after and say, So, I had never thought about this before, but now I'm thinking about what I want to be buried in. And um, nobody has yet to say they want to be buried. My grandmother asked to be buried in her bathing suit. I think she's the only one because I've yet to, like, everyone's like, that's not what I want to be buried in. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think your bathrobe's a good one. Anything cozy. Yeah.
0: Now trending, just so we're clear. It started here.
1: Okay. On the show. Yeah. I do think. I do think I could publish a list, a list probably very soon of everything that people have told me they want to be buried in because it's kind of funny.
0: I actually think that would be an awesome idea because it just gets people thinking too. And one of the things is you were talking about your friends and how you would, excuse me, say what you did and then they said something else and that kind of inspired you for the next day. I wonder if that was just like natural competitive nature coming out too. Like, what wacky thing could I? could I discover and share today? Right. So I imagine right. some of that
1: happened. Definitely. And, you know, and it's just, and, and you went on, you know, it, it shifted your energy from like focusing on, like if that's what you're competing about and focusing on, that's great. You're like, literally like, what could I do today? That's going to be, you know, really fun. And um, so it became, it became a fun activity to focus our energy on.
0: I love it. So I talk a lot about, for some reason, women feel the need. and this this show is, you know, we we target women, and it's predominantly women that watch. So you, know, check yeah. um, <laughs> yay, stick., um, but for some reason, we need this like permission to mm-hmm. rest and recover and binge watch something on Netflix because that's what we feel like doing. And I was talking to a client the other day, and she said, "Oh, I feel so guilty. I just haven't been that productive today. Today is my day off, and i I was binge watching like a Hallmark movie, you know, like it's Christmas time, Hallmark movie, all that. And I was like, why do you feel bad about that? And she's like, well, you know, I didn't really get much done this morning. I'm like, but maybe that was your body's way of saying you needed rest. So I also love that you guys, you know, inspired and offered each other that like unspoken permission to stay in your jammies, if that's what you really wanted to do.
1: Right. I definitely think, and I, you know, it's definitely a culture shift that I, because I do the same thing. Like if I'm watching a Christmas movie, I'm supposed to be wrapping presents at the same time. You know, like not just sitting there and watching the movie with my hundred percent attention. And I, I definitely, you know, it definitely seems to be making an impact that some people are making more of an effort to say, I don't have to, being productive isn't the end goal, but maybe relaxing could be the end goal. But I I definitely think a lot of us have been raised that way. Oh,
0: yes, completely. Yeah. One of the things that I was talking to my coach about was how I defined success. And, and this is probably mm-hmm. about six months ago now where I said, I got it. And I have it actually right up here, but it's like certain mantras and certain goals. And then I'm successful when I love myself. And she was like, Why'd you need all the seven things above? Why couldn't that be the end goal? And I was like, right, okay, right, you're right. Yes, okay, <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Why, can't our, right. why can't our end goal be that today I felt a moment of joy? You know, like, yeah, why can't that That's be the it. end goal? And not, you know, not something it, I think a lot of women we tend to, you know, give the rest as a reward after we've done X, Y, and Z, as opposed to saying, I'm gonna, you know, make that the focus
0: right and you I'm need to celebrate too. these these little moments i i always you know especially when i'm talking to somebody on like another coast i always use the example of when i'm walking the dogs in the morning and it's freezing right <laughs> yeah i can choose to focus my energy on the fact that it's freezing and i just want to go back inside and put that bathrobe back on oh, or, I then... <laughs> oh. or i can and it's pink too or i can or I can really just take stock in the, in the silliness and the frolicking that they're doing and the curiosity and all the, the, you know, goofiness that, that they're doing while they're on their walk. And so it's the hard po- uh, the lesson for people to learn is like, both things are true, right? right? It is cold. I don't want to be outside. But it's also that i'm having this experience with the dog so which one do i want to give my energy to and mm-hmm. that's all it is is when i tell people like joy is a mindset and it's a conscious choice it's choosing to focus
1: on the sweetness and the playfulness of the dogs right right i, I think grand i mean grandparents do that naturally right when they're taking care of grandchildren it's like they're focusing on the joy of these children whereas as parents as mothers i mean i can think of lots of times when i was at a park thinking okay what do i need to do after where am i and I'm not focusing on the fact that my kids were playing at a park and i was playing with them. right but then grandparents they do it so naturally like why why is why does it have to be that way i know they they've figured it out and and yeah. luckily we're figuring it
0: out a little yes. earlier than they did maybe and I, right you know the next generation will hopefully have that mastered even better than we do but yeah, it's 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 just a choice of where you want to direct your energy. And then the more that to your point, the more you focus on the joyful aspects, the more joy comes your
1: way. Right? Right. And I think when you um when we were doing that joy burst challenge, I would actually like set an alarm on my phone that would go off to remind me um But also when you have a journal and you're writing it down, that's what I usually encourage people to do. The act of stopping and writing down, even, I mean, a text is faster, but you do, you know, then focus on, and even I've written about, you know, even a a bad experience, you know, uh, being at a funeral, for example. But if there are moments of stories about the person who you're grieving and you stop and you think about them and. You know, that's also okay to stop and say, Well, yes, I was at the funeral and I was very sad, but for, you know, three minutes, I heard this wonderful story that just made me feel so good. Um, So I do usually encourage a lot of people to, you know, try and write them down because then I do think it really, you know, makes you kind of savor it for a minute.
0: Completely agree. And I want to make sure I share your Instagram before I forget because sometimes it's the end of the show and I'm like, Oh, didn't do do that. Appreciate it. You also bring up a great point that, you can be in the middle of a less than desirable phase of life and still choose to see joy in the smallest of moments. And, you know, I I've shared my story so many times. I don't want to bore anybody, but you know, having gratitude for that time in my life that really brought me to my knees and and caused us all to have to repair and rebuild. And, but joy was the thing that got us through Mm -hmm. and love and, and having joy for those really small moments. It's not I always try to impress upon people that that focusing on joy doesn't mean you live in a bubble. Doesn't right. mean, you know, bad things don't happen just like you said. It it actually just means you choose to focus your energy in another area. I can have a really hard day but still have an appreciation because those hard moments are the moments that are meant to teach me something. Right. And so having gratitude for the fact that that lesson is showing up, sometimes it's not fun, right? <laughs> but I learn something and I move on and, you know, and that's, that's like the beauty of the journey. I think, you know, a lot of people think the journey is just like this blissful, you know, series of events. It's not, it's, it's, it's ups and downs and but there's beauty through all of it.
1: I think you're right. And I think appreciating that because that's exactly, you know what I try and share with people. It's not its not that we're just ignoring the negative or only focusing, it's just, you know, this bad thing happened, but also so did this. I mean, my 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 brother and my sister and I will just laugh. there have been like, both of my parents had cancer in their forties and there were a lot of, you know a lot of awful situations where we're in hospitals but then there were some funny moments, you know where we get in a fight and then be yelling at each other and then crying and then laughing. And, you know, now when we reflect back you know, some of those memories are really funny in a weird, dark sense, you know, of humor way, but it also is what got us through. So I'm great. You know, yeah. and it reminds me that I'm lucky to have, you know, two sisters and one brother, um, because that made it easier, um, to manage. So,
0: yeah, you weren't, you weren't going through it alone. I remember right. when my mother, um, she was going through her chemo treatments and I think Colin, my younger one was about like three or so. Anyway, he was in this Mohawk phase. Oh. Oh. Also don't understand that. But anyway, they, they <laughs> both had their Mohawk phases, but, you know, and I, they might have both had it at the same time. I'd have to go back and check. But he walks in and she goes, Graham has a Mohawk too, because, you know, her hair was right. falling out, so she... Which how it, you not look at great, that? Right, it was I mean, precious moment. It right. was amazing. It's yeah. great. I don't feel right. sorry for myself. I don't feel right. sorry for her. It was like that was a great way to look at it. And that was no, I agree. Exactly yeah. who she was too—that she would always find like the humor in anything.
1: Right. I wrote about there's a story that I wrote about in my book where um we were at the beach and my I was driving my mother and she was we were arguing and so she was going through chemo and we were arguing in the the front lawn that she was like, you can't drive barefoot. Like, why are you driving a car barefoot? I'm like, we're at the beach. I'm fine to drive barefoot. She's like, where's your license? And I'm like rolling my eyes. Like I don't need a license to drive two <laughs> miles away. And of course I drive two miles away and I get pulled over and I'm barefoot and I don't have a license. And my three-year-old is like in the back seat, not in a car seat. And so she's like, you yeah, know, try out. And literally she whips off her headscarf and says to the officer like sorry I'm in the middle of treatment and my my daughter's just taking us out for a quick ice cream so of course he's like that's fine you know (laughs) and she's like you have to use the cancer and I'm like thank you like she's like yeah I had to save you you know and we would just laugh like like, this is an awful situation but you know what yeah I mean you we had to just crack up Um, and then
0: she was like told you so (laughs) <laughs> totally
1: and i was like i get it yes and to this day i'm like i have never left without my license since you know like cuz i was like i mean literally it's like someone was just punking me at that moment
0: i do it too though my husband's always like you need your license i'm like oh I forgot i'm just i'm going like right. 2 miles away and sure enough like that's the time right exactly or you are it's like a near accident you're like yeah
1: exactly it's yeah. like a movie that's awesome yeah
0: um so your book Bury yes. me in my bathing suit. So that was inspired by your grandmother?
1: Yes. So she actually had um, she had lung cancer. And when my mother was in the hospital with her, she said, you know, I see that suit that you have hanging. That's not my favorite outfit. That's not what I want to be buried in. My favorite thing that I wear is my black and gold bathing suit. And that's what I'd like to be buried in. Now, I did not realize this was a secret. Like my mother told me this. And so then when I came to her with my book, she was like, Oh. Oh, wait a second. I haven't told my brothers or people. I was like, oh, well, it's coming out now. I did. Um, <laughs> sorry. But um, it has been fun because, well, I realized a lot during this process people 100% judge a book by its cover. And with that fun name, you know, people just naturally like, I laugh. I mean, especially women love to buy my book and give it as gifts to their girlfriends because of the title, you know, like yeah. and it does spark these conversations of like, wow. I mean, someone came up to me and said, um, you know, I hadn't thought about what I wanted to be buried in, but that actually makes it more of a joyful activity um, than, you know, just being buried in whatever someone picks out. And then other people have said, you know, obviously someone passes and they're not aware that they're going to die. That You know, it's actually a great conversation piece to think, well, what would they like to be buried in? I don't have to bury them in the standard you know, funeral home attire. I could bury them in whatever they wanted. Maybe it's an yeah. outfit, um, you know, that really is something that they like to wear. Uh, and so, you know, like actually someone described it recently to me. It's like a love letter to the person who's gone to to pick out their outfit, which, you know, so I think that's hopefully inspiring people to have those conversations, which it's kind of, a, you know, funny in an awkward sense kind of conversation. So,
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Maybe you can give us a couple of juicy tidbits without, you know, yes. I don't want to prevent anybody from buying the book, but just a little, a little nugget to have them,
1: you know, looking for more. Um, well, I do tell a funny story that gets a lot of, um, and it's right at the beginning of the book. So I, I've, I've put the stories based on, because I have a lot of people who have come to me to say they struggle when they have to write a toast, whether it be a graduations toast or a wedding toast or a eulogy. So I actually broke the stories out by the different um, kind of times of life that you might write a toast, celebrations or uh, eulogies. But there's a story that I do write about that people get a kick about, which is when parents were trying to get into a country club and they were throwing a party with the guest list. They didn't really know the people. And my dad thought it would be a funny time to surprise my mother and get a stripper for her 40th birthday and didn't (laughs) tell her that the stripper would be dressed like a guest. Now, I mean such bad judgment on so many different (laughs) levels. But the funniest thing was, you know, watching this, watching my mother try and go up to what she thought was a guest who all of a sudden is, you know, starting to take off his clothes and she thinks that he's (laughs) drunk. And so that's one of the stories that, which again, my mother is like, my mother actually has been going on a couple book tour events with me recently. And she's like, it's just so funny. She's like, it's funny for me to relive these. I mean, she's 76 now. She's like, it's funny to relive these memories that I had forgotten about that you have remembered. So
0: I think that's hilarious. That is awesome.
1: And that's also been fun for my mother and I, because, you know, it's kind of shifted our relationship where she's, you know, I'll call her and be like, do you want to go to this library or this bookstore? And she'll come with me. And, you know, she gets a kick out of reliving those funny stories as well And she's somebody who's had a lot of tragedies. She's had breast cancer twice. My father died of cancer at 56. So my mother was a widow at 53. So, you know, that tends to be her narrative. Well, she's like, now I'm actually focusing on these funny experiences that I had forgotten about. And again, that's also fun for her. So it's shifting her mindset as well, which is nice. It
0: it brings me to those Facebook posts that you see where it's like, put a star next to the thing that you've done. And it's like, like had a stripper or whatever. Like, yeah. Your right? are girl mom is like, I-, I have to put a star there.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, she, she just was <laughs> at a library recently with me and it was like her star. right. she's literally telling the story and she's like, guess I have to get over being embarrassed at all. I'm like, yep. So it's fun.
0: That is awesome. Have you had lots of guests uh, or guests, sorry. Um, uh, Readers. Send you stories about like, oh, this reminded me of something that happened with me. Like I'm I yes. would imagine you get a lot of comments.
1: Yes. And it's actually great because you know one of the reasons that i really like writing is i think it improves your connection with you know your current people um but also as far as making new friends and so i had i work at an elementary school in wellesley 10 acre country day school and it was really great there so many of the teachers and staff when my book came out um bought it which was really sweet and supportive and I write a lot about going through infertility. And all of a sudden, you know, I'd walk through the lunchroom and there'd be a couple uh people who'd say, Oh, come over here. We were just talking about this chapter of your book. And we too went through infertility. And, you know, we'd then start a conversation. Or um, you know, just like what you're saying, like, yes, I too had a parent with chemo, you know, going through chemo when I had small children, and you know, you share stories and it that's actually really great to kind of see what people pull out. Um yeah. And to your to your original question, yes. I mean, there's, you know, I'll have friends who will send a message like, oh, I totally forgot, you know, about going out to recess in middle school and watching kids break dance, you know, like I did that <laughs> in my high school in New Jersey, you know, and so it's so it's it's this, you know, it definitely is this common bond that um, I think is helpful. And I think, you know, the world has gotten so electronic that just to have those real organic conversations is just so nice and warm. I feel like, you know, I I do say this a
0: lot. And then I also preface it by saying, I say this a lot, but it's true that we are hardwired for connection. And the thing that makes me the most crazy is, you know, seeing my kids on their phones 24 hours a day, say, being on my phone so much makes me crazy. So we've made some, some conscious choices around like family dinner night, you know, cause they're getting older now. And so they're yeah. not home as much. And we're really trying to have that like central time where no phones are allowed where we actually have to talk to each other. and I don't care if you want to walk me through the most boring part of your day. I want to hear about it right right and, and have that connection and uh, so I think one of the worst things in my world was the creation of the Kindle mm, yeah <laughs> I I still have to have a physical book. I want to yes. like touch the page, use my finger and go through and remember where I'm at. Um, I know lots of people that love their Kindles and all the other e-readers out there. Good on you. I personally right. hope the printed book never dies. I I firmly need that in my life. So I, I'm so excited to
1: to dive into yours. Well, oh, thank you. I'm the same way. I love to read a book and hold there's something about holding a book in my hands that um and i agree and actually i just realized the other day I, you know i went through a phase where i was and i do i try and go to the library a lot and not buy as many books but i i also love being able to pass on a physical book to a friend you know i'd love yeah. being able to say oh you've got to read this and here it is um And but I do I use a Kindle when I travel because otherwise I used to be the person who would like you know we're going away and in my carry on I want to have like a couple books (laughs) so (laughs) I use a Kindle when I travel um, because then I think it's much easier. But I agree with you, especially at the end of the day. I feel like we're I'm looking at so many screens that it's so nice just to look at pages of a book. Um, That was what was funny when my book was getting published because originally it's more expensive to put publish it in color and I had you know I have included a lot of photographs. And then I've included some favorite family recipes. And, you know, I said to the publisher at one point, I mean, I can't really write about joy and black and white, like joy is color. <laughs> so I'd rather spend more money and make it colorful because that's also, so my book is, you know, and, and it's also written so many of us, especially women, um, you know, it, we're, we're time starved. So my book is also meant that you could read two pages and then go back like two months later and read another two pages. Like you don't have to read it in one sitting. Cause I was like, you know, a lot of people like to read something while they're drinking coffee. Or the line. So yeah. I made it, you know, I tried to, I tried to gear it towards our age group. So what are your book recommendations for 2024? Oh well, I just remarkably bright creatures. I read that book and loved that. I don't know if you've read that, but it's mm-hmm. um and you know it's it someone had told me about it and that actually turned me off because it has a perspective of an octopus, which sounds like the most <laughs> bizarre thing ever, but it's so just um heartwarming and such a great story of all these characters, you know, kind of com- coming together, kind of like the movie Love Actually where all the characters in the end are stitched together. That's how this that book is um, so. I really liked that. Um, but as far as what I'm going to read next, I actually am looking for a new book to read because I feel like I need a I need a new one. I'm reading the Christmas story at the moment, which is which is a really sweet Christmasy story to kind of get me in the. I needed a shift to put me in really <laughs> a good mood off of the to do list.
0: But like the constant Mariah Carey on repeat, no matter where I, you go, wasn't doing it for you. No, no. Weird. I mean, Weird.
1: yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I, I need I need an evening. Usually I, it kicks off with just the holiday followed by a little love, actually. Um, and those movies yep. usually kind of jolt me into the holiday season.
0: I love it. Well, two that I am, I'm going to. Yeah. So one, I started, but I'm going to restart January 1st because it's like a daily read. You know, like they, they yes. break it up by day. So it is The Book of Awakening. Oh. and Mark Nepo. So just going to show it here. Yeah. Oh, that's And great. the other one, which um, since my husband says always listens to this or watches it, I mean, um, hopefully he got it for me for Christmas. <laughs> ah. The Pivot Year by Brian. Oh, I,
1: I was just about to say that I just started that. My friend Sue gave it to me two weeks ago, and I just yeah. started it, and I love it.
0: But I want to start it on January 1st because it's far. the year. So I, yeah. I got um, tuned into it, I think uh, I was on a retreat in November, and I was like, oh, I'm getting that book. It's killing me not to have started it yet, yeah. but I'm going to do the two on the same day. And then I'm always like, I feel like I'm reading five books at a time, like, yeah. oh, I'm more in the mood for this or more in the mood for that. So those yeah. are my two going into 2024.
1: Well, it's funny because I'm such a, i am such I have a problem. I'm such a, not a rule follower. So she gave it to me probably with the intention that I start on January and I was like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and I have a hard time even just sticking with the one page, you know, one page, but it is what a great book. That is great. And I do that. Mm -hmm. I actually have books. I have a book on my nightstand. I have a book on our coffee table. I scatter them throughout the house, which I used to make so much fun of my mother for doing. So I thought that was absurd, but it does. I I'm like you, I want to read, you know, like the pivot year is a great way to start my day. Um, and I want to read, you know, a really great story. Like I am reading this Christmas story at night. And so I feel like, you know, that's super helpful. Um, and then actually my friend, Christine gave me this book, which I've been reading, um, what an Owl Knows, which is also another like really you know, perfect cool story. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, so it's like throughout in different spots for different times of day. So
0: I love it. Well, and in case you're ever looking for a new journal, yes. I have to plug my own. Ooh. It's called mm-hmm. The Daily Dose of Joy, available on Amazon. It was a best-selling uh, journal earlier this year. So share that with you and anybody um watching that This was a labor of love i actually had one of my kids help me with the layout which was really fun um so it became like a family project oh i would love
1: to actually give that book with my book i think it would be a great um you know gift for people because here's you know i think that that would make a great set so i'll definitely do that thank you for sharing
0: yeah awesome i'll send you the link that's great um well thank you this has been a really awesome conversation Long in the making, I might add. We yes. met what over the summer, and then yes. I couldn't I was trying to work out the schedule and everything, and then was like, Sammy, I'm putting you in on this date. <laughs> right.
1: Oh my god, and thank you. I did the same thing. It was like, you know, I got a message like this is the only date that's for this doctor's appointment. I'm like, oh gosh, I just want to do my joy talk. <laughs> so thank you. Uh,
0: no, this this worked out first of all, I am a firm believer that everything happens the way it's supposed to. So we weren't meant to talk that day. We were meant to talk today. So I am going to bury myself in my bathrobe uh, after this next conversation I'm about to have. Thank you. (laughs) And I will think of you often. Um, But thank you you. so much. And I would love to have you back someday if, uh, you know. Thank you.
1: I'd love that. Thanks very much.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters.